Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. <clears throat> Check. Welcome back to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Here we go again. It's Memorial Day. There was I was watching this um, this video. I was learning because me and a couple of colleagues have been creating intellectual property. That sure does sound official, intellectual property. Please be respectful and honor my intellectual property, meaning don't plagiarize my shit. But uh, I was watching this video, and the video froze, and it just wouldn't play. It just wouldn't play. And so I kind of took that as a sign from the universe, a gentle tap from an unseen hand that said, get up off your ass and record some shit. So create some intellectual property versus learn about creating intellectual property. Stop stop masturbating and get off your ass and fucking do some fucking. Go fuck the universe with a podcast episode. How's that? Anyway, Memorial Day. Um, think your life's bad? Think. COVID is taking a toll on you. Are you lonely and sad because of COVID? Well, that's not nearly as bad as dying face down in the mud in some foreign country like Vietnam or Germany or Okinawa, Japan, or any of the other, you know, fucked up places that soldiers have died over the centuries and millennia and let's give a shout out to them because say what you want about war and say what you want about politics and the government and all that shit but the soul of a soldier the soul of a person who is willing to give their life for something that they believe in uh, is a particular type of soul. And without getting into the nuances of why wars happen and why people fight wars and whose agenda it is to start the war and, and what it's all about, the soldier who is willing to kill and die and who actually believes in that, who believes deep down in, in, in his or her heart that, that they're doing the right thing is a particular type of soul. And I think they should be remembered. I'll never forget uh, the first time I saw Saving Private Ryan. And there's that scene right at the beginning with the grandpa in the cemetery and they they walk up the grandkids and the the mom and the the grandkids and the kids and then there's the grandfather and and the grandfather just you know falls to his knees or starts crying and the the father you know who's his kid says says dad and then there's that flash it just it goes it goes into the the camera goes to the old man's eyes and it and then there's the flashback scene and then the the next scene is is Tom Hanks in the boat, in the U-boat, getting ready to storm the beaches at Normandy. 
And I believe 10,000, I'm not sure how many people were in that invasion. I was used to be a real big history buff. And um, I'm not sure how many, how many people were a part of the invasion, how many of the allies, how many U.S. soldiers in particular were part of that invasion. Uh, but I believe it was the 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 greatest invasion in the history of the world, if I'm correct. Uh, you're welcome to Google that. But that's some gnarly shit. Because imagine if you're like, imagine if you're just like in the first U-boat. You're like this 23, 24, 25-year-old kid from like fucking Omaha or Chicago or, you know, Brooklyn or you know, wherever, any town, USA, and you're like the first one, and you just know, like, you are going to die. <clears throat> you are about to fucking die because you're you're about to fucking die for, for freedom. You're about to die because Nazis have taken over Europe. The United States has been attacked by Japan. And now here you are. And the second that door opens, you're dead. That's something fascinating to ponder. Like That's something fascinating to ponder. Because here we are, myself most definitely included, whining about face masks, whining about surfing, Whining about my constitutional rights. Give us back the surf parking. That ain't shit. It just isn't. And you can be fucking as left-wing as you want and as anti-war as you want. And there's that whole conversation about, you know, maybe the most courageous thing that a person could do would not be to go to war and to be a conscientious objector. And there's certainly validity to that side of the argument. But shit. Just imagine, just imagine what will be going through your head on that day in that U-boat, knowing that those guns are pointed at you. It's fascinating to ponder. And I'll take COVID and walking a mile or, you know, now it's like three and a half blocks to the surf break. I'll take that any day. You know, and David Hawkins... He says, I, he, he's got a great talk in one of his, in his, he's got a YouTube video where he's talking about um, the, the crossing the final doorway, passing through the final doorway into enlightenment. So the, the, the moment when one completely transcends their ego as they know it. And, and what happens when the ego is transcended is that there's a, a death, an ego death. And he says that every war that your soul has ever fought in and every time that your soul has laid down or a life that every time in every lifetime you've laid down, each time you have laid down your life in all of your previous lifetimes and all of the wars that you fought was preparation for the final doorway in, in which moment in which moment, at which moment, you completely and totally transcend your ego and become a fully realized, enlightened being. David Hawkins was actually in World War II. He was on a ship in the Pacific, shooting people out of the sky. 
you're not familiar with the work of David Hawkins, I reference him a lot. Check him out. Start with power versus force and just go from there. Let it have the subjective experience. Uh, let it let it have the subjective. Allow yourself to have the subjective experience that his work provides. Afford yourself it. Just see how you feel, think, experience consciousness when you're finished reading his work, which is vast. But anyway, back to Memorial Day. Like, like, wow. You know, and I was, uh, I've read all of Tim O'Brien's books, not all of them, but the majority of them. If you want to read a fucking book, man, the things they carried, the things they carried is probably my single favorite book of all time. And it's about the Vietnam War. And it's about the life of a grunt in the Vietnam War. Grunts being just the, the dudes that just walked through the jungles and shot people and got killed. And the people who went into the tunnels. There's another great book called The Tunnels of Kai Chi, I believe it's called. Um, and then there's another one I'm currently kind of reading off and on called Everything We Had. And these are just kids. These are just fucking kids. You know, I don't even know if they take me for a war. I'm 45. I still think of myself as a kid, but I'm like over the hump. I like escaped. And all I got to deal with is fucking COVID. How do I keep my life coaching practice going during COVID? By introducing people to their purpose, by the way. Side note. Um, but really, it's kind of like I got off easy. You got off easy. And if you're a veteran and you're listening, thank you. So Memorial Day, like what does that mean to you? I was thinking about my friend Andrew Marciniak today. I was listening to a song I wrote about him today and uh, remembering him. He died in he died in December. Maybe it was November. It was November actually, the memorial. His celebration of life was in December and he's the first person who was really close to me who who died and I miss him a lot. He was just, he just made my life not boring. When I was living and Andrew was there, life was not boring. Not one single time. Not one single time. Most people bore the fucking shit out of me. Not Andrew. Not Andrew. And, and to know that I'll never sit on Max's couch with Max and Andrew and maybe Paul, excuse me, I got the hiccups, ever again. That's really sad to me. And so he's someone I'll remember on Memorial Day. I'll never forget we were tripping our fucking balls off in a dorm room in Colorado in 1993. And this, this, this person named Matt came through town and tore off massive chunks from a sheet of acid and just put them all on like five or six or seven or eight of our tongues. I don't know how many there were. And we were all fucked up, and there's my friend Andrew, and he's jumping up and down on a, on a bed with a bottle of vodka in his hand, like a handle, a handle of cheap vodka, like Rickoloff or Skoll. I think it was Rickoloff. And he's just jumping up and down on the bed with this bottle of vodka and slurping the vodka to listening to Nirvana, the In Utero album. 
And there's this song on that album called Radio Friendly Unit Shifter, which is just a fucking gnarliest goddamn song ever. Like that song had that album had like the heart shaped box, which is still really fucking gnarly and had like the the kind of like catchy rape me song, the catchy, the catchy rape me song. But there's this song on side two called Radio Friendly Unit Shifter. I, I believe it's it's side two. It is just a gnarly, gnarly, just brutally fucking just ripping rock song. It's just this like, it's not punk rock. It's not grunge. It's just like, you know, what what can full-blown heroin addiction mixed with full-blown artistic genius and all the money in the world to create the gnarliest song. Like, what if you mix all of those things together into a pot and just make this freaking screaming song? It's just the most screaming song, and the chorus of it is, what is wrong with me? It just goes, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? And the bridge of it, the bridge of the song goes, hate your enemies, save your friends, find your place, speak the truth. And, and we were tripping our fucking balls off, tripping our fucking balls off in this dorm room. And, and I, I was in disagreement with Andrew over whether or not, or regarding, you know, Nirvana being good. I didn't really think Nirvana were good. And he's like, dude, they rock Nirvana. He would just say Nirvana rocks. And I'd be like, no, they don't really like, they're all right, but I don't really, you know, and I wasn't really into them. I was never really on the nirvana train i actually thought smells like teen spirit was one of their best songs if not their best that song is fucking ripping that song is so good it's a goddamn shame it's overplayed and and that song was really the doorway into the that 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 caliber of rock and roll becoming mainstream and i didn't consider the i didn't consider nirvana punk rock they're not punk rock at all i was into punk rock before nirvana uh, I was into Naked Ray Gun and and uh, Descendants and and punk bands. You know the 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 limited access I had to them back then. It wasn't like it is now, where you can just listen to everything. But um, but I didn't really get too into Nirvana. But we were in this this dorm room, and that bridge came off, and it was just br- br- the the bridge of the song started playing, or Kurt started screaming, and it was like full blast. We like. You know, everybody in the in the entire dorm building had to have heard, you know, just this just loud music from these tripping fools. And this 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 bridge comes and it's just Kurt Cobain screaming, you know, hate your enemies, save, save your friends, you know. And and I looked right in Andrew's eyes as that part of the song was being screamed and 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 there was this like soul connection and in that moment I just went like Nirvana fucking rules and he was just like I know I told you I was right and 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 that was it and and I gained this respect for Nirvana that night that night I gained this just gnarly brutal like just like agonizingly truthfully whatever kind of respect for nirvana you know it's just like yeah whatever's going on in the music industry does not matter because this band is just the fucking most ripping screaming 
fucking thing ever. And I was like, you're right, Andrew. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. And, uh, and that's who I want to remember today. I want to, I want to remember Andrew and uh, I miss him and uh, I love him. And, uh, maybe I'll send this to Megan and maybe you'll listen to it yourself. But anyway, so what do you have to be grateful for? Like, what on this day do you remember? Who can you remember? Now, if it weren't just about veterans or people who died, I think the vet is actually the person who came back from the war. Um, but the if we just took it out of the context of people who died in wars, who is there for you to remember? You know? Who will you never forget? And in the midst of all of this COVID cray, what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Because there's that, I think it's on the first Metallica album. I think it's on Kill 'Em All. There's that song, Die With Your Boots On. And it's just a song about, I think it's Metallica. It's just a song about dying face down in the fucking mud. And I think I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I shared this on another, on another, um, actually, no, I wrote this in a blog. I'm not sure if I, I think I published it. I might've published it on an elephant journal. I can't remember, but I, we were on acid at, uh, another acid story. We were on acid at, uh, university of Kansas. Me and me and my, a friend of mine, we'll call him, uh, what do we call him? We'll call him Adrian. <laughs> we were at, we were at Adrian's in, uh, in Kansas. I was visiting Kansas and I was there with Andrew and this other dude, Chris. And, uh, and we, we dropped acid and we walked around the campus, but it was raining. So we couldn't like hang out and have like an acid day. And this is, I had been at college for a while. And so it was the time, it was the point in the college career where you like take a, you take a road trip to go see your friends at other colleges. And that's kind of like what you do. And we took a, we took a road trip to this other to, to Kansas University and we dropped acid and it was raining like I just said and we ended up like with nothing better to do so someone's idea was for us to watch the movie Platoon and for some for on acid and for some reason it seemed like a really good idea to me I'm like yeah I've I remember that it was like nine this was 93 and I remember being like yeah I remember when that movie came out like eight or nine years ago whenever it was I think I'd like to see it because I knew I never had and uh, I realized at that moment I'd never seen it, and we watched it. And there's just that scene that right at the beginning where the the helicopter or the big plane opens up in Japan, and not Japan, in Vietnam, and these rookie soldiers, you know, these these green soldiers, these new soldiers, get off the the plane, and they're walking along, and somebody taps like taps Charlie Sheen on the on the shoulder and points to uh, like the body bags. They're moving the body bags. They're moving the body bags around. And, and then Char- Charlie Sheen looks up and sees this veteran who's about his age, but you could tell he's been through, you know, he's been to the jungle. He's been in the jungle for a while. And there's just this exchange of this, this guy who's been there for like a year and what he looks like versus what 
there's a, an exchange of looks between Charlie Sheen and this this guy who's been there for a year, and I remember seeing that happen, seeing that exchange happen on the screen, and just being like, "Oh, this movie's going to be gnarly," <laughs> you know. And we watched the whole thing, and it was it was actually what got me into history. It was it was the watching of that movie. It was the watching Platoon at Kansas University on acid with Andrew and Adrian and Chris. And uh, it was it was moving. And there's this scene, you know, towards the end where the one of the main one of the main characters dies. He's being chased through the jungle, and um, and he dies this slow, agonizing death. It's the it's actually the 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 scene of the picture of him dying is on the cover of the cover of the movie. Like it was like the it's like the uh, the logo. It's not the logo. I don't know what the I don't know what the term is, but on the cover, if you were to look at the cover of Platoon, you would see that scene where he's like dying this awful death, being chased through the jungle by these Vietnamese people who are just defending their country, you know. And and the the guy tripping next to me goes, "That would be the worst way to die ever." And he said it in this really profound way, and I just remember being like, "Yeah, it would." You know, and at this time, the Viet at this point, the Vietnam War hadn't really happened that long ago. This is, you know, twenty something years before, you know, this moment that we were experiencing the cinematic version of it. And and from there, I I got into history, and I ended up getting a minor in history actually. But it was really the the work of of Tim O'Brien and the things they carried. And he also wrote a book called "If I Die in a Combat Zone." box me up and yeah box me home bo- bury box me up and ship me home i think that's it but the 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 main title is if i die in a combat zone and then he wrote another one called going after Cacciato. and you're just there you're in the jungle you are experiencing vietnam and it's actually a lot of my writing style is stolen from Tim O'Brien's, as are many people's writing styles. I don't think anyone will ever match him. He's, without question, one of the most brilliant writers of all time. He uses punctuation in this very specific way that just sucks you in um, to the words and they just drool like one word drools and bleeds into the next into the next into the next and there's like a little bit of like minor political commentary but not really it's like this is what happens in the mind of a soldier so check out the work of tim o'brien and check out my website magicpisces.com pretty soon there's going to be this um really cool transformational venn diagram thing i created and you're going to be able to download it but just check it out for now send me an email if you'd like, transform a magic Pisces. And I will look forward to talking to you all next time. Love to you and God bless. Who will you remember? Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.